0: Welcome back to Bullpen Sessions. My name is Andy Neary. Each week, I sit down with abundant thinkers who are kicking ass in life, and we deconstruct the formulas they have used to have success in business and in life to help you unpack your life, your business, so you can do the same. So, put a smile on, grab a pen and a paper, get ready to take a ton of notes because you, my friend, are about to go on a wild ride. Here we go. Hey, welcome back to Bullpen Sessions. My name is Andy Neary, and this is episode 55. This week, I am jacked out of my mind. Why? Because I get the chance to sit down with Jeff Woods, vice president of The One Thing. If you're not sure about what The One Thing is, it might be the best business book you'll ever read. It is a book that has changed my career. I read it, first read it, about three or four years ago, And it's written by Gary Keller and Jay Papazon. And if you're not familiar with Gary, Gary's the founder of Keller Williams Realty, a massive real estate company. And Jeff Woods is now is the vice president of The One Thing. And throughout this episode, we talk about all things productivity, which so many are struggling with right now. First, Jeff relays his story about how he actually, in a way, manifested the opportunity to go to work for Gary and Jay. He talks about the the question during his interview to get hired by Gary and Jay that changed his career forever. And We dive into the myth of productivity. So many lies people believe about productivity. The multitasking that my will is always on reserve when I need it and I can just turn it on whenever I want to. Going big is bad. I want to be more conservative, more realistic. Then we dive into the truth. This is the part where Jeff just lights it up. Jeff talks about all the things you need to do to be productive today. The question, the one question you need to ask yourself When you need to figure out what you need to work on the most that's going to knock down the most dominoes this one question could literally be all it takes to change your career and then he talks about earning the right to move from one priority to the next so many of us want to just jump around working on one thing then the next and then the other and then we end the day and realize we worked on a bunch of stuff but what did we actually get done so if productivity is a battle for you, if time management is a battle for you, this episode might change your career forever. So do yourself a favor, grab a pen, grab a piece of paper. You will take a ton of notes. I know I did. And again, it was an honor to have Jeff on this episode because this book changed my life. And so to have the opportunity to sit down with him, ask him questions one-on-one was truly a blessing in my life. So Put your seatbelt on. Get ready for a wild ride. Here we go. Shift your mindset. Welcome back to Bullpen Sessions. This one is going to be one of my favorites. I already know this because this week I have none other than Jeff Woods, Vice President of the One Thing on the Bullpen Sessions. Jeff, welcome aboard. Uh, it's my pleasure, Andy. Thanks for having me, man. No, this is uh, for those who who know my story, Jeff. Um, I talk about this book all the time because it is the book that literally changed my career. In fact, Mm -hmm. I live in Fort Collins, Colorado, and I remember sitting at a a meeting with some business colleagues down in Boulder, Colorado, and there was a, a colleague that said, you guys have to read this book, the one thing. And at the time, this was like 2016, I had no clue what the book was. So I went and bought it, and what I love about it, number one, super easy read, right? But I have to tell you, this thing literally changed my career. It is it has impacted me today more than probably any book I've ever read. So this is this is a treat to have you. Where I would love to start, Jeff, is telling your own journey because I've heard you on your podcast talk about what led you to partner up with the company, the one thing, and and Gary Keller. Would you mind sharing that a little bit?
1: Sure. So prior to co-founding this company with the co-authors of the book, Gary and Jay. I was in medical device sales, which was a fantastic job. I mean, I, I got to wake up every day, I got to wear scrubs, I ran through, a devi- through hospitals, sold a device that actually saved lives. On the weekends, I tried to get my wife to call me McDreamy, she would say no. <laughs> and I think, Andy, I was where a lot of people are right now, which is even though things were good in my life, something was missing. I woke up every day happy, but lacking fulfillment in what I did. You ever had one of those moments when you realized you were meant for more but you you weren't sure what but that gap there was painful and annoying? That's where I was. Looking back on it, I realized I didn't have enough pain in my life at the time to compel me to make a change, to force me to ask bigger questions and search for those answers. Two things happened in my life that that created that change. First was a colleague of mine had a stroke when he was 35. I remember my wife and I had just bought a house in Orange County. Just had our first child and my wife decided to become a stay-at-home mom. I was standing in my kitchen asking the question, if what happened to my colleague had happened to me, what would happen to my family? The very next week, my company made a change to our commission structure and overnight I lost 40% of my income. For somebody whose identity is wrapped up in being a provider, it rocked me to my core. Those two things elevated the amount of pain in my life, and it was at that time, kind of like when they say the student, when when the student is ready, the 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 teacher will appear. It was in that moment that I was introduced to the Jim Rohn quote that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and I was ready to receive it. I actually made a list of who my five were, and when I looked at the list, I, I felt gratitude. These are amazing people. I always wanted them to be in my life. My aha was. I knew my dream was to wake up one day owning a business that made a massive impact in the world and delivered real security for my family. And when I looked at my list, the people that I was calling for advice on how to start that company, none of them were business owners who had built a big business that made a massive impact in the world and delivered real security for my family. I had five amazing friends. I did not have five amazing mentors. That set me on a journey to find the right mentors. Those five friends still in my life. And as a result of going down the journey of looking for mentorship, people who were qualified to advise me because they've already been where I wanted to be, I was introduced to Jay and Gary. It was our national sales meeting for my medical device company. And Jay was our keynote speaker talking about the one thing. And when he came off stage, I cornered him and it started a relationship. And little did I know, the one thing had already become one of the highest rated business books of all time. And that would create a problem because Gary's one thing is being chairman and CEO of Keller Williams, largest real estate company in the world. Jay's one thing is running education for KW. They needed somebody whose one thing is the one thing, and that's who I am today.
0: That is that is so awesome. So, what people just heard you say multiple times are the one thing. Let the one thing be the one thing, and we're going to get that into that as, into a second. But a quick question I do want to ask you because I love what you said. You realize the people you were surrounding yourself with were amazing friends, but not amazing mentors. So if there's somebody listening in right now, Jeff, that is kind of in that space to like, I got a good core of friends, but I'm looking around, I'm doing the math, and I'm going, I need mentors in my life. Do you have any advice on where they should start? I think you have to first and foremost go internal and ask,
1: what is it that you want? Because a mentor serves you best in their area of expertise, And I don't have one mentor that for every area of my life, there's no panacea there. It's like, I have my core friends from college in those days, lifelong friends, right? Yet, if I, you know, fitness is something that's very important to me. I, if I'm going to take mentorship and guidance on fitness, I want to take it from people who have peak, physical fitness, who demonstrate excellence in that area. And that may or may not be my core friend group. I can certainly tell you that my core friend group growing up is not who I take financial advice from. (laughs)
0: Right?
1: If I want to become a, I remember saying, if I wanted to become a net worth millionaire and a multimillionaire and maybe even earn the right to become a billionaire one day, how many net worth multimillionaires and billionaires do I know that can actually advise me on how to get there? Well, I went about getting in relationship with those people so that I could learn the behavior I needed to start exuding to earn the right to get there. So your friends are your friends. Your mentors are people who are where you want to be and can advise you on how to get there, which means you first and foremost have to figure out where the heck you want to go.
0: That's uh. it's funny you saying that has just, it, it literally brought chills to my body. Cause I'm going through that right now. I've got, uh, the opportunities to be spending some time with people who are in that, what I would call, um, net worth millionaire, uh, maybe eight figures net worth millionaire. And it's scary and exciting at the same time. And so, so let's talk about the book, Jeff. The one thing you had said, it's one of the all time, uh, largest selling business books out there. And and I don't doubt it because it's, again, it changed my career. And if anybody, somebody hasn't read the book, it's all things productivity. It's how to get more done, less time, how to focus on the right things at the right time. But with productivity comes a lot of misconceptions. Mm Mm-hmm. That, that I used to believe. And until I read the book, I thought these were the way life was. Do you mind diving into some of those misconceptions that people have about being productive?
1: Sure. From a high level, you have to understand we're in the business of time. It's our most valuable resource. The problem is most people go through their day spending it, not investing it. They spend it. They have zero expectation of a return. They go through their days reacting to their email, to meetings. People asking if they've got a minute. They say yes. They look up at the end of the day thinking, I was busy. Did I get anything done? That's, that's all of us, right? Until you're introduced to this. The opportunity that we have is to stop spending our time and stop investing it. Start holding our time accountable to bringing us a return on that investment. I, I learned one of the lies of productivity the hard way. Who's in my first 90 days of starting this company and I knew I was being assessed on three things. See, most people, when they think of what's a job description, they think, oh, all the things you have to do for your job. Mm-mm-mm. Not in our world. A job description are the two to three things you have to do exceptionally well or you're fired. And we mean that. And you have 90 days to demonstrate that you can do those two to three things exceptionally well or literally you are fired. Mother, <laughs> the three things I had to do was I had to prove I could cast a vision I had to prove I could drive revenue and I had to prove I could recruit talent and I had to do all of it in 90 days. So let's talk about vision. I walked into the boardroom and I had to give Gary and Jay each a copy of my GPS. A GPS is a one page business plan. And just like the GPS on the phone, you tell it where you want to go. It figures out where you are right now and it tells you how to get there. That's what this thing does for you It is a one page business plan. I handed Gary and Jay each a copy of it. At the, the G stands for goal, the P stands for priorities, the S stands for strategies. So there was one big goal. I had three major priorities that had supporting strategies under them. We started talking about priority number one. I remember Gary and Jay asked a bunch of questions about them. I answered them, asked if we were good. They said, yep. I'm like, okay, I'm crushing this thing. Let's move on to number two. About halfway through number two, Andy, Gary started asking more questions about number one. I remember thinking, oh, he must have just forgotten So I answered the questions real quick, asked if we were good. He said, oh, yeah. I went back to number two, wrapped it up and started talking about number three. He then went back to number one. You ever seen Meet the Parents?
0: You know the circle of trust? Yes, I have. Yep. Oh, yeah. You felt way outside of that, I felt outside.
1: (laughs) I was outside the circle of trust. Why did he keep asking about number one? (laughs) I did the best I could do. I answered the questions. Are we good? Yep. I went back to number three. And after about 10 seconds, he stopped me a final time. And he asked, Jeff, do you need to do number three in order to do number one? I said, no. He said, do you need to do number two in order to do number one? I said, no. He said, then do me a favor. Draw a line between number one and number two. He literally waited while I drew a line across my business plan. And then he said, "Do me a, actually, do me a favor. Rip the page in half. Kid you not, Andy, he waited while I ripped my business, my business plan in half. And then he said something that really reshaped the way I view time. He said, don't even think about number two or number three until you've earned the right to by mastering number one. The reason I share this with you is because my entire life, all the content I listened to told me that I just needed to work longer. I just needed to work harder. If you hustled, if you grind, you too can be successful. And here's Gary saying BS. Working long hours is cheating because you can do the wrong activities. And if you work long and hard enough, you can muscle your way to a result, but you cheat yourself out of what it means to live a life. Here he was saying everything does not matter equally. And that's the first lie, the lie that everything matters equally. All the stuff that's on your plate is not of equal importance. It's 80-20 rule. There are 20% of the things on your plate that will drive 80 plus percent of your results. The question is, how do you get clear on what your 20% is? Big rocks. And just like a big boulder in the middle of a stream, when the water hits it, what does it do, Andy?
0: It stops. It stops.
1: It goes around it.
0: It goes around How do it we now.
1: get so clear on what our 20% is, our big rocks in order of priority and start making sure that we act in order of priority? Because if doing the most important thing is the most important thing, why do anything else?
0: Yeah, I think, Jeff, that, that message couldn't resonate more than it does today, right? You've got people working from home. You've got people who are trying to play employee maybe business owner team leader but also father husband mother wife school virtual school teacher nowadays yeah and so that that ability to always make sure you are doing the most important thing doing the one thing when it matters the most couldn't be more important than it is today so let's take this now into the different direction so we've got people who are trying to figure out this time management thing right now. We've got people who are trying to figure out what should I be working on right now? What matters the most? You know, we'll talk about the dominoes, which domino is going to knock the most other dominoes down. If somebody is just out there, Jeff right now, struggling with productivity, because I hear this a lot. I just, I'm hearing it so much. People are lacking in daily habits. They're lacking with uh, time management skills right now. Where does somebody start? Where can they start bringing uh Some productivity back in their life. How can they determine? Maybe this is a better question. How can they determine which dominoes to knock down first?
1: Sure. I can I can give you a simple framework that anybody can follow. Everybody who's listening to this at some point in their life has probably created a to-do list. Here's the challenge with those. They treat everything like it matters equally. Because most people, they start with the thing that's at the top or the thing that's the easiest. Because subconsciously, we tell ourselves we have to get it all done. And it actually feels good when you cross something off. Dopamine gets released in the brain. But you can get tricked into being busy and not actually be productive. Being busy is just doing a lot of things, being productive is doing what matters most. So the, here's the steps step one, make your to do list, all the things you gotta do, make your list, knock yourself out. Next step is to recognize that's all the things you could do. What we need to figure out is what should you do? And it's a simple question. Start at the top of the list and ask, is this a 20% priority that will drive 80% of my results? Yes or no? If the answer is no, just move on to the next one. Is this a 20% priority that'll generate 80% of my results? Yes or no? Nope. How about this one? Is this a 20%er? Nope. How about this one? Is this a 20%er? Yes. Put a star next to that one. Just review everything on your to-do list and ask the question, is this a 20% priority that will drive 80% of my results? The ones that say yes, you put stars next to them. In that moment, you've separated all the things you could do from the things you should do. Now we immediately narrow our focus to the shoulds and we make sure that we act in order of priority. Pay attention to the language, it matters. If I could only do one, which would make the biggest impact? Put a number one next to that one. Should I earn the right to focus on a second? What would it be? Put a number two next to that. Should I earn the right to focus on a third? What would it be? Where do you think you begin, Andy?
0: <laughs> number one.
1: Number one, that's it. Yep. The, the, the highest priority is not always the easiest thing that can be done. It's daunting, which is why when you look at all the things and there's no priority to it, it's easy to default to, well, I'll just knock this one thing out. Let me, just, let me just get all this stuff out of the way so I can free up time to knock these bigger things out. But what you're actually saying is let me do all the things that don't have the highest impact and across my fingers that there will be time to do the things that matter most. And Parkinson's law says that work expands to the time you will allow it. There's mm. always, there is more to do than there is time. You operate that way, you will all you will consistently be doing busyness, not business.
0: That's yeah, so important because I think I read a stat that right now the work from home people are working 3 hour, on average 3 hours longer a day. That just that just absolutely blows me away. So let me ask you this question because this is a question I get a lot from a, a lot of the business leaders that I work with, Jeff. What about the people that go into each week? Because I'm a big believer on the weekly planning and Mm. looking at my calendar and just being very critical of what goes on it, right? What about the people who come back with the, but Jeff, you know, when I go into each week, my calendar is already booked up with people putting their meetings, their calls on my calendar. What advice would you give somebody who finds himself in that position trying to own their calendar but struggling because it's always filled?
1: I think we have an opportunity to look at the people who have gone before us and achieved extraordinary results. Steve Jobs is a perfect example. When he came back as CEO from 97 to to 99, that two-year window, he took Apple from 350 active projects down to 10. He literally shut down 340 initiatives, let alone all the no's he said to the new opportunities. As a result of narrowing their focus, Apple went on to become one of the most valuable companies in the world. What most people do when they plan their weeks as they open their digital calendar sometime between weekend and the new week beginning. They see all the stuff that is scheduled. Then they go to their email and the first request they see for their time, all they do is they look at their calendar and if there is a white space, they say yes. And before you know it, they are wall to wall in meetings. They're really busy. And then they question if they got anything done. What we have an opportunity to do is first and foremost, before we even earn the right to look at the calendar, we need to get clarity on what our priorities are. What's our 20% before we get biased by the digital calendar. It's why we, we created a few years ago. Um, I've got it right here. This is my one thing planner. So it's a paper planner. Gary Keller, self-made billionaire, uses paper planner. Jay and I use paper and digital. The planner is for our priorities. This is where we put the most important things, our time off, whatever our one thing is for the day, our planning time. We don't put what we're doing hour by hour. That's, that's too granular. If you wanna achieve big things, you need a bigger view of time. And most people tell themselves, oh, I just have to use a digital calendar because things can sync up with other people and I can invite and I can color code. And people trade convenience for vision. Your digital calendar does not give you vision. You can't even see a full day if you look at your phone. You can only see part of a day. So the opportunity is to recognize that all the stuff that's on your calendar, sorry, it doesn't matter equally. And you blindly said yes to a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter. Now, depending on if you have the chutzpah to actually start saying no to things or not, one pro tip, go, go fast forward a month in your digital calendar when you are available and start blocking time for yourself. Start putting large blocks of time for you to determine whatever you deem to be highest priority. And that way, as you get closer to that month, as we fast forward in time, when people start inviting you to things and you realize it's violating with your time block, guess what you say, Andy?
0: No, can't be there.
1: Yeah, or I've got a meeting at that time. Can you do later that day? Put the boulder in the stream and make the water go around it. And I get that this is an overly simplified Hmm. example. Yet I am telling you, um, the one thing is the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. These are principles that the Fortune 50 are bringing into their organization because they want to achieve higher levels of productivity. It really is that simple. We're not asking you to do anything new. We're just giving you a better way of doing what you're already doing.
0: Well, and let me ask you this question, because this is something I've been guilty of. I like doing my weekly planning on Sunday mornings, and mm. I love to fill that week up, right, with all this stuff. And I do block time out for myself, you know, yep. projects I've got to get done. But do you recommend that people actually start critiquing their calendar on a daily basis, meaning you wrap up the day and before the next day starts, you reevaluate to see what matters most, and it may require you to make some decisions? Uh. I don't tend
1: to get that granular. Okay. It depends on, a, on, on the person and what they need. From a high level, let's put it this way. All the people that report to me, I, I expect that they have a weekly time block where they update. There's a tool we use to get clarity on our priorities called a 411. Stands for the relevant information or truth. Uh, <clears throat> like they have to submit their 411s to me by 4 p.m. on Fridays. And with that, they have to submit any requests that they might need me for for the upcoming week so my assistant can then understand what are the demands for my time Mm -hmm. and how do we invest it accordingly. I expect that they have clarity on their priorities before the week ends. Not the weekend, before the week ends, they need to be clear on what their priorities are for the upcoming week and they need to have their time block set. Now it's a matter of, on a granular level, Do we ever follow our time blocks perfectly? No, never. A plan never goes according to plan. So now you need to figure out what's your rhythm for making adjustments.
0: That's awesome. I love that. So uh, let's go here quick. The one thing is more than just a company that published a book. You guys do a lot of amazing things for individuals and organizations. Why don't you expound on that a a little bit? Tell us about the organization itself.
1: Sure. So we're in business to help people better invest their time so they can achieve extraordinary results, whether you're an individual, a team, or shifting the culture of a company. And so, you know, we started as an online training company, which ended up being very fortuitous when COVID hit. We were locked and loaded and ready to go. So, we've got individual trainings that that we do for people virtually. I think one of the best things we actually do is um, a couple's goal setting retreat. It's interesting. We have all these. We spend so much time and effort putting plans in place for business, yet the relationship that actually matters most is that with our significant other, and we we wing it there. And so, what we have done is taken timeless business principles for achievement and applied them to personal lives. So every year we facilitate a couples goal setting retreat where individuals, where where couples can actually co-author a vision for their life. And it's not about both of you being a goal setter because rarely are you. And it's actually not about your goals being the same because rarely are they the same. It's about you understanding what's important to the other person and how you can support one another. So we do that. And then we also have a following weekend, a goal setting retreat specifically for individuals and teams so that they can actually use those business principles and apply them for
0: that coming. Oh, that's, year. and that's beautiful. Do you have any of those coming up soon?
1: Yeah. Yeah. November we're doing them virtually. So the one thing.com set my goals is the URL. And that's with the number one in the URL. So the one thing.com slash set my goals. You can learn more about that.
0: I love that. And so that's kind of where I want to wrap up. If, 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 if somebody's listening in, they're an individual, a couple, or running an entire team organization, what is the best way to get in touch with you, Jeff?
1: Sure. I mean, you're already listening to a podcast, so I would search for The One Thing Podcast. And that's all spelled out like the book, The O-N-E-T-H-I-N-G, The One Thing. Um, you can find the podcast there. Our website's theonething.com with the number one. And there's training on there for the online and corporate all that stuff. And then if you're interested in the, in the goal setting, you can, you can go to the slash set my goals.
0: That's awesome. Well, Jeff, thank you for your time today. Uh, one thing I want to do before the episode's over because I, again, am in love with this book so much is yeah. for the, uh, the first 10 people that are listening that text me to my text me to 414-622-1462 and type the word one O-N-E thing. They're going to get a free copy from me. Dude, I love yeah. it. So I love, I, I love giving this book away because, again, it's changed my career. Um, and I know it can change so many other careers. So at the, from the bottom of my heart, Jeff, I want to thank you. I want to thank Gary. I want to thank Jeff uh, um, for writing this book or Jade, excuse me, not Jeff, Jay for for writing this book because I think the number of lives it has touched and number of careers it has changed for the better, I don't think could ever be calculated. And so again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you from everybody who has used this book to to change their careers. Awesome, thanks Andy. So so with that being said, guys, thank you again, Jeff. Guys listening in, you know when clarity and confidence collide, action happens. And when clarity and confidence collide, you get a hell of a lot more productive. So go make it happen today
1: mindset
0: hey i just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode if you're finding bullpen sessions to be valuable to your business and your life do me a favor please go to Apple, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating. And if you have anybody else in your life, whether it's in your personal tribe or in your business that could also be impacted by listening to these episodes, do me a favor, share the bullpen sessions with them. I'd be extremely grateful. And until next time, go out, make it happen today. Put a smile on your face and have some fun.